You're listening to the Patriot Pastors Podcast, where we talk about the current events from a pastor's perspective, as well as calling America back to the faith of our fathers. The only thing we have to fear is fear itself. Well, the trouble with our liberal friends is not that they're ignorant. It's just that they know so much that isn't so. I am Pastor Wade Lentz, and I'm Pastor Barrel Baptist Church in Valonia, Arkansas. I'm Harold Smith, the pastor at Lee Creek Baptist Church in Van Buren, Arkansas. We've got a special report today, Wade, going to do some election coverage. What do you got on your mind? Yes, it's hard to believe that we're so close to this presidential election of 2020, and uh, we have a lot to cover. And, you know, what I want to talk about today in this special episode is we hear so much today about the media and their twist on things. And what we're going to talk about today is the blatant media bias that intentionally includes the cover-up of the liberals' wrongdoings, but at the same time excludes the good things that conservatives have done. And, you know, Harold, you'd agree with me that we do not need biased news. We need the truth. We don't need bias on either side of the spectrum. We don't need bias on the liberal side. We don't need bias even on the conservative side. We need the truth. So, Harold, if you would do me a favor, uh, this morning. Tell us something that is positive that is taking place that we do not hear about. Well, what you were just saying made me think of uh, the guy on Dragnet where he used to say, just the facts, ma'am. Yes. I wish uh, we yeah. had a news broadcast that was just the facts. Mm-hmm. You just tell me what happened, and, and I'm an adult, and I can decide how to view that. Don't try to skew it in such a way as to shape and mold my thoughts. And ultimately, what the media is doing is trying to shape our votes. Absolutely. So let's talk about something good that Trump has done that has not been covered as it should be. Now, I'm not going to say it hadn't been mentioned. Anytime Trump takes a microphone and goes before the world or the nation, the media has to tip their hat to that. But if, if another president had done this, it wouldn't be received this way. And, and I really think there's a lot of guilty parties within the media, and I think that's part of the reason why it's, why it's down. But Trump on human sex trafficking has been harder than any president in recent time. And, and just to give you some, some, some statistics that support this, The U.S. Marshal Service says there are about 421,000 missing children. 91% are considered uh, endangered runaways, and about one in six are likely to become sex trafficking victims. So what happens here is a kid runs away from home. They're in a bad situation. They end up on the streets. They don't have any way to support themselves. 
and bad people come along and exploit them for sex, and they end up becoming, in some, some cases, slaves and, and transported around the world. And it, it's awful. It's the, most, it's the most brutal form of slavery that you could imagine to take. I mean, I just can't imagine my son or daughter being held against their will and treated this way by people. But Trump took it serious, and he has taken it serious since day one. But Many people don't know this. I didn't know this. In January of this year, on January 31st, Trump signed an executive order expanding efforts to combat sex trafficking. And, and Trump, a lot of times, Trump will say what I'm thinking. He called these sex traffickers monsters. Mm. And that's what you are if you're taking underage children and enslaving them for sexual purposes. You are a monster. And so Trump put his, he's always been actively engaged in, in, in removing sex traffickers. But on August the 4th, he gave $35 million in aid to help sex trafficking victims. And it surprised me that all of the, the headlines, and I didn't see very many, you would think $35 million going to somebody would make you know a headline. All of the headlines said Trump gives $35 million to aid sex trafficking. Literally every single one. I was like, how did, but you would click on it and in the fine print, it would say to help the survivors of sex trafficking. So even the headlines were spun in such a way as to make it appear that Trump was not helping sex trafficking. He was encouraging sex trafficking. Wow. So let's put in perspective what Trump has done. I mean, it's one thing to talk about, you know, I'm going to be hard on, on this awful evil in our country. When we look at Obama's presidency and the number of arrests in sex trafficking, and primarily when you're, when you're arresting and finding sex traffickers, this is not a, a local county cop that's doing this. This is the FBI. This is the U.S. Marshal Service. This is a national thing because these people are bouncing all around the country and all around the world. Obama's lowest year for sex trafficking arrest was 300. Obama's highest year for sex trafficking arrest was 1,952. So under his administration, and he was a president for eight years, the most sex traffickers ever arrested in one year under Obama was 1,952. And I thought, wow. There's almost 2,000 people who were indicted for trafficking children for sex purpose. Can you believe that? That's, that's crazy. I thought those numbers were astronomical. Right. But when we look at President Trump in his first year of office, 2017, there were 3,213 arrests. Wow. Almost two times that of Obama yes. in his first year. In 2018, there were 5,987 sex traffickers arrested under his leadership. Mm. When I thought 1,900 was an astronomical amount, I couldn't imagine. We're talking almost 6,000 after a year of over 3,000 arrests. I haven't seen the numbers for 2019 yet, but we know from what we've been seeing, not in the national news media, but on social media and in small market medias, in other words, CBS, but it'll be the local news, not the national news. Since mid-August, the U.S. Marshal Service has been conducting a rescue mission for missing and exploited children, and they've rescued, best I can tell, 82 missing children in Indiana, Ohio, and Georgia alone. 
that's since mid-August. So you're yeah. talking, we're looking at in a month, 82, when they got involved, many of these kids were suspected of being sexually abused or kept for sexual purposes. Wade, in my mind, this should be something that every American would be like, yay, Trump. Yay, mm -hmm. America. Praise God, these kids have been returned to their families, been located, and he's been harder on them than anybody else. Now, why would the media not want to cover that? You know, it's really sad that I have, I didn't know those numbers were so lopsided. I did not know that Trump had done so much for sex trafficking and, and arrests and all that. Do you know how many children have been rescued, you know, versus the arrest? Do you have that number with you? No, and here's why. It's, it's not, you just have to go to small town news sites and write down how many and add it up. Mm. In other words, I had to go to the local Atlanta affiliate and look at, at the 39 children that were rescued there. And here's the sad thing about that, Wade. When I looked at, there were 39 children rescued in Atlanta. Some of them were being kept in a double-wide trailer. There were more Snoop articles and fact check articles trying to downplay and criticize. No, not 39 children were kept in a, in a double wide trailer, but somewhere in small print, but somewhere. Mm. It's almost as if news sites and, and fact checking sites spend all their time trying to shed criticism on a story that should have been rejoicing that nearly 40 kids, some as young as three, up to the age of 17, were located and found to be safe and returned to their parents. How can you spend your time criticizing and running that down? And then for Trump to make this, if he made it in January of, of, of this year, at the end of January this year, if he makes this his priority, well, what happened? Jeffrey Epstein was arrested. That's right. He was put in prison. He is a sex trafficker. He's also a good friend of uh, some well-known Democratic colleagues. Yes. Here's the bias in the news media. The news media doesn't really report anything on Epstein. I mean, it's forced to be reported because a guy's high-profile person commits suicide in prison while on suicide watch and the cameras fail. I mean, if there was ever anything that had, you know, something's rotten in Denmark all over it, it was this case. Right. And the media has actually spread pictures of Trump and Epstein together. These pictures are over 30 years old. Mm -hmm. Trump has not been close friends with Epstein. Yet, Bill Clinton flies all over the world with Jeffrey Epstein, is a close associate. Other presidents actually have their portraits hanging in Epstein's home. Mm -hmm. And no one suspects that. And then there's a picture of Trump in an article about Jeffrey Epstein. And Trump's in the back of a limousine with a little girl snuggled up to him. And he's got his head, looks like Joe Biden, smelling her hair. Mm -hmm. And they're trying to portray Trump as some kind of pedophile. You do a little bit of investigation. That's his daughter in the 1980s. Yes, yes. This is not Trump molesting children. This is a father and daughter. And the media has just gone to great lengths to paint a picture that ain't there and to hide a wonderful thing that this president has done. Now, what would their motives be to do that? Right. That right there should anger us as citizens of, uh, of this country, seeing that there is such bias in excluding the good right. that conservatives have done. 
and um, and they do this on purpose because they know that if if they uh, include this, that you you might have a better uh, mindset. Uh, for the president and for the conservative right. Well, let me pitch the ball back to you. I've taken where Trump did something that was really good that everybody should say, you know, I don't like Trump, but you know what? He did that right. Let me pitch the ball to you now. Can you take something or think of something maybe that let's just pick his counterpart, his opposition in the election. Can you think of something that Biden has been engaged in negatively that would adverse have a, have just a huge adverse effect on his campaign that the media is intentionally ignoring. I mean, they're intentionally ignoring, ignoring a lot of the good that Trump has done. Can you think of an issue that, that they are ignoring from Biden from a negative perspective? Wow. Where do I start? <laughs> we only have like 20, 25 minutes. Probably the biggest thing is Joe Biden and the Ukraine uh, scandal that took place, and it is very well documented. Now, back in, I believe it's 2016, where you did hear a lot of the media coverage of the U Ukraine scandal, but it was centered, centered around President Trump's conversation with uh, the U leadership of Ukraine. And uh, they were crying that that was wrong, that was unlawful, uh, that it was, uh, it was quid pro quo. That's a Latin phrase that means uh, favor for favor. And uh, he just asked the leadership of Ukraine to look deeper into this uh, scandal that took place during uh, the Obama administration when Joe Biden was the vice president. Well, in 2014, while, again, while Biden was the vice president, his son, Hunter Biden, who has a rap sheet of scandalous corruption that follows him uh, more than just this Ukraine deal, but Hunter Biden, he joined uh, a board uh, on this Ukrainian natural gas company. And at the particular time that he joined this board, this company was absolutely embroiled in allegations of corruption. And these allegations were so serious that Ukraine's prosecutor general launched an investigation on this company. Well, the dad, Joe Biden, vice president, thought, hey, I can help this company out. I can help my son out. And so he calls the Ukrainian leadership and threatens to withhold $1 billion in U.S. loans if they do not fire this Ukrainian prosecutor who is leading this investigation on the corruption of this gas company. Well, it worked. The Ukrainian leadership did fire this particular uh, prosecutor. Now, if you're talking about quid pro quo, favor for a favor, what Biden did while he was in office was exactly that. That was against the law. And Joe Biden, uh, about two, three years ago, bragged about this in a speech. But where's the media coverage? Why isn't the media uh, being very vocal about, hey, 
guess what? This nominee, presidential nominee, who's getting ready to uh, to ask for your vote, he has done something illegal. He has done something unethical. He has threatened um, a, another country uh, that to withhold money that we owe them if they do not fire this prosecutor. But we do not hear a thing. And it's another example of the liberal media uh, sharing everything that uh, is good, what they feel is good in the, in the, uh, on the left side of the spectrum, but not sharing the corruption of, uh, that the left is, is doing. Let me ask you a question, Wade. Just personal opinion. Why do you think the media is so biased in a positive light toward Democrats and so negative in a negative light and, and, and covering up any good thing about a Republican? Mm. What's your personal opinion on that? Well, personal opinion is, is that they themselves are liberal. They themselves are corrupt. And uh, they do not, for you know, those reasons, do not want to shed any good light on a conservative candidate or a cons- conservative movement. So they hide those stories. I agree 100%. Let's carry that over then. And let, let me just say a couple things before we wrap up about social media. Because I, I, don't, I don't watch CNN. I, I don't watch MSNBC. I don't watch the CBS Evening News. I've turned all those off years ago, so they no longer influence me, but I do see headlines, and that's typically what I scan through. I see their headlines. I I don't watch their their broadcast. I don't read their articles, Um, but I do see what they're reporting on, so I'm not not blind to the news they're reporting on. I'm just limiting the way they can influence me by allowing to hear, you know, their take on it. So, if, you, if you're like me and you're tired of, of national news and, and even the local news in my area, they're just regurgitating the same headlines that, that are rolling from the, the larger media. So I get most of my real insight from social media. In other words, I, I'm looking at articles, not of a national network news site, but I'm reading a smaller publication or just an investigative journalist that I see his, his post on Facebook or, or Twitter or, or, or some other social media platform. And what we're experiencing in social media is just as blazing as what we're seeing in the national media. They are silencing, even banning anyone they disagree with. Fact-checking was a big thing. They've kind of taken that down because it just, it become a laughing stock really amongst most people. But, they have a First Amendment right. I mean, a, yeah, they have a First Amendment right, just like we do with our freedom of religion. They have a right to the press, but they do not have the right to control what goes out and what comes in. That's the work of dictators. That's the work of state and government-run media. Yes, absolutely. And you know, that's something that we are experiencing on our Facebook page, the Patriot Pastors uh, podcast Facebook page, where we can see, and it's very clear to see that they are suppressing our reach. When we share something, very few people are able to see it. It's not showing up on their newsfeed, and they know what they're doing. They know what this podcast is all about, 
and they do not want truth to be seen. And so they suppress, they censor, you know, the conservative Facebook pages. And uh, so therefore it does not reach to so many people. They are in control of what news people get. And that is a crying shame. And it's something that uh, needs to be addressed and uh, needs to be taken care of because it's unfair. It's, it's, it's biased. And, you know, there are biblical, I, I believe, scripture to, to back up what we're talking about, being portraying a false narrative and a biased narrative. And I, I can't help but think about King David when his own son Absalom rebelled against him. If you remember when David was uh, just removed from the throne, that he prayed to the Lord. He said, Lord, please turn their words into foolishness. He knew that they were spreading lies. He knew that Absalom and his leadership was on purpose, not telling the good, but rather telling the bad and, um, and really telling the people of Israel a narrative that they wanted them to believe. It's a very dangerous thing, and that's what we as pastors and churches ought to lead our churches to pray for the media and pray that their words would be turned into foolishness, that people would would look past that. And I think for the most part, or for a large part, there is that, that mindset that people are no longer really taking the news as what it is but as a, uh, you know, a, a biased source, that's just simply untrue. Well, you know, as we, our time's winding down here, let me just throw this out and, and uh, say something about it. This is an election special. You know, we're not going to do two podcasts a week from now on. We're just trying to squeeze in the extra one between now and when the voting occurs on November 3rd. So the question that needs to be answered in light of what I've said about Trump's good side being hidden and what you've said about Biden's dark side being hidden, who will bring about the change in the media so that we do have fair and balanced just the facts reporting? Do you, I mean, I'm not even going to ask you because I know Hmm. if we elect those whom the media is supporting, lying, twisting, propping up, they're not going to get in and go, okay, now that I'm here, we need to bring about change in social media and change about these false stories. I mean, we talked recently about the reporting on police shootings and police brutality and how the national media is twisting these stories, leaving out key facts, like that these people were high on drugs and couldn't be restrained by a normal person, you know? And so if we elect Biden, who is intentionally being covered and and promoted as something that he's not, every bad side of him, he's not going to get into office and go, uh, we need to have a, um, we we need to clean up social media. Mm Mm-hmm. So when we're voting, we need to be thinking about who's going to bring change. And we don't want the, the conservatives to show up and start conservative radio and conservative TV, and it's all conservative in good light and all Democrats in bad, bad light. But we do need some fairness, and, and it needs to start in social media. If we willfully don't want to turn on the TV, we still should be able to communicate on social media without being interfered and blocked from from tech giants what do you think wade no i i agree I, if if biden is elected 
as president. He is not going to come out on his Twitter account and tweet, get rid of fake news. <laughs> he will not do that. No, he will be their best friend and they will protect him. And uh, that is a corruption to the umpteenth degree. And we must pray that that evil is revealed and that people's minds and hearts are able to receive the truth with meekness. Harold, it's been good once again to do this podcast with you. We want to thank all of those who are listening to this, and we hope and pray that this is a blessing to you and a help uh, to our country as we call our country back to the faith of our fathers. May the Lord bless you.